I do have kind of a mantra. It is a, um, uh, a Hawaiian kind of theology or practice of spirituality, uh, Ho'oponopono. The, it, the, the phrase is, the cleaning phrase is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Um, but it just interrupts whatever part of my language you might be going through or thinking about or experiencing in your day, whatever the negativity or mm-hmm. the person cut you off on the freeway or they got your coffee order wrong or your kids are being annoying. It interrupts all of that with this aligning kind of thought process. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. This was a really fun and great conversation. It's a, it gets a little bit philosophical towards the end, but you need to stick with this one. Scott Evans, you may have heard his name. He was co-anchor at Access Hollywood, and he's turned that success into hosting a brand new job. You may know the name America's Big Deal. It's a new show on USA Network. Check that one out. Very, very different and very fun. Now, he has a whole deal with NBC Universal now, so you're going to be seeing him a lot, and you might have already seen him on Oprah as well. This guy is growing. Pay attention. It's a fun one. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts. I'm your host, Tristan. It's a success podcast. And today I have Scott Evans, who you may have seen. Well, Scott, welcome to the show, buddy. It's good to be here, man. I appreciate it. You've been in World of Dance. You've got Owen Tonight mm-hmm. on the on the uh, network for Oprah there. And now, mm-hmm. now you're doing this amazing show, right? America's Big Deal, which yeah. is awesome, by the way. I love it. So thank you, man. I, I find that it can be really challenging for for someone like you who is in the middle of, of the entertainment world, right? Right. Because even you even saw what The Rock said over like the last few days where like, hey, you know, he said he had said something about his situation in, in the Fast and the Furious. And then he went back and said, hey, you know what? I, I shouldn't have said that, but I'm going to stand behind it anyway. How mm-hmm. do you how do you? Make sure that you don't fall into that whole negativity and say, well, screw it. I'm going to talk crap about everybody else. How do you well, stay It's very simple. It's very simple. I, like I said, it's, it is, uh, I'm keenly aware that the, the position that I have and the placement that I have, not just with uh, America's Big Deal, but also uh, Own Tonight on uh, Oprah, Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey's network, but also um, um, uh, Access Hollywood and World of Dance on NBC. I'm keenly aware that like I've been placed in these situations and can be an agent for positivity, right? Can mm-hmm. be an agent for uh, encouragement. And so the choice just simply is do this or don't do this. And I just decide that, like, I'm not going to be um, the guy who is uh, um, negative. And more empoweringly, I guess, uh, I, instead of being the guy that's not negative, I'm going to be the guy who is positive. I'm mm. going to be the guy who is encouraging, who, um, regardless of what the sit- situation or circumstances might be, decides that it's going to be a good day anyway. Not to say that everything is going to go right or everything is going to go your way, mm. but that today is going to be a good day and that I am going to contribute my best effort to making, to ensuring that, right? Um, not just for oh. myself, but for the people that are, are around me. And when you talk about like, how do you not fall into the negativity? You know, think about this last year that we've all lived in, you know, uh, not just a COVID experience, but also the height of the Black Lives Matter um, yeah. movement. Right. And as a young black person on TV, it was easy to fall into um, um, a negative headspace, a um, angry even headspace. I went to the protests in Los Angeles. I watched as people were uh, I was actually shot uh, tear gas. I I was actually um, shot with a rubber bullet at that Saturday um, uh, protest on uh, in Hollywood. 
I remember what it was like to be angry um, and to, mm-hmm. to feel like there were people who were unwilling to um, release their control before they were willing to, uh, so that we could be, have a, a better conversation about the, the state of our country and the, and citizens that live in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say that to say like, it's easy to be like angry. It's easy to be um, bitter. It's easy to be uh, um, negative. Right. But I find for me, it is more constructive to get to work. Right. So instead of sitting in that, it's like it's time to it's time to do something. You know what I mean? And and sitting on Instagram and Twitter ain't enough. <laughs> so, true, you know, man. I try to manage in my own my own circle and my own ways and, and within my own reach. You know, okay. how do you balance those messages? And so, you know, uh, ABD was a strike in the balance of that messaging. You know, we're we're highlighting small business um entrepreneurs who have survived through some of the the hardest uh, obstacles and circumstances and situations for uh, to come out on the other side of the situation with the potential of accessing more of the American dream made possible by um, uh, viewers, you know, America watching. Like, how cool is that? You know what I mean? That's very true. In your circle of, of people, where do you where do you think you you get this attitude that that you have? Where like you know what I'm not going to gravitate to the negative. I'm going to find the opportunity in in whatever I'm being challenged and go that mm-hmm. route instead. Who influ- who influences you the most to think that way, either now or in the past? Who who was my influence? I think it's. That to me is an easy question, but it's a multifaceted question, right? So my mom had me when she was 20 years old Mm -hmm. and my father was significantly older than her. And um, my grandmother, as I was being born, as I was being like growing in my mother's belly, um, my grandmother, my mother's mother was dying of breast cancer. And I remember my mom telling me this story of like how instant our connection was, my grandmother my connection mm-hmm. with my grandmother, how instant that was and how real and evident it was. And um, her prayers over my life, you know, uh, as a baby, as she was heading out of this world. And it makes me emotional mm-hmm. every time I talk about it, man. Like every single time. Because I'm keenly aware that the things that I'm experiencing in my life, the highs, mm-hmm. the extreme heights, um, is a result of the energy and life force she was pouring into me, right? Um, I do really believe that she gave me all that she had left, you know what I mean? As she she left this earth um, in her like body. I do feel like I, there are winks from her every once in a while that there are little moments like I'm aware that like, that's, no, no, that's you. <laughs> I that's, love that, that is man. That is definitely you. And so it's easy for me to, choose this or to, to, to have decided this and renew that, that decision every day. Um, because I've, it's in a way it's honoring her right every day. It's a mm. matter of also like, um, uh, saying, I love you back to this woman who loved me so hard, uh, um, in her last days, um, that it's almost easy. Like nothing else really will, will, Everything else kind of pales in comparison to um, honoring this promise, honoring this energy um, and allowing that energy to then flow, you know, throughout. Like I'm, you know, I always say people are like, oh, you're there have been instances where people have said, oh, you're famous. And it's like, nah, I'm not. I'm celebrity adjacent. But what I what I do practice on a regular basis, and I said this when we first started, is that I do want to be a reflection of the light and the joy that has been shown to me. You know what I mean? So it's about yeah. amplifying the situation that you and I are in right now. Mm-hmm. It's about staying true to the the energy that you and I have right now and blasting that to as many people as possible, yeah. as often as possible. So I it's not that. hard. It ain't hard. Well, it's the, it's the narrative you choose to to put out there too, right? And that's, yeah. that's what you're living. So 
tell me with with the people that you get to interview mm-hmm. when when you talk to them i'm assuming you do learn a lot of things from yeah. either the way they live their life or, or you're inspired and motivated by them mm-hmm. what comes to mind when when i ask you who ha- who from the people you've interviewed yeah. have really made you think deeper about who you want to be and the legacy you want to leave behind. It's so funny because one of the first people that comes to mind was such a practical piece of advice that I was so not expecting. Oprah Winfrey invited me to her home um, some time ago for this brunch. And during the brunch, I showed her she had just gone on the Ellen DeGeneres show and it talked about go walking into the bank with mm-hmm. a check for a million dollars because she just wanted to cash a million dollar check. She wanted to know what that felt like. And to me, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Tristan, who doesn't? Right? <laughs> but also, who can? That's true. Dude, that's a better question. Who can? Yeah. And so to me, it was like the ultimate kind of motivating. Insp- I had never even. I had heard like Jim Carrey, I think had talked about writing himself a a million dollar check before he got the mask. And then with his salary from the mask, I think at the time he was almost maybe homeless or living. Um, His living situation was not one that would have suggested that within a year he would be able to cash that check to himself. And then he got the mask and was able to do it. I may have embellished the, the, the homeless. I don't know that he was homeless. I just think that he was not in any way close to making a million dollars. Yeah. Um, and so hearing this story from Ellen, from, from the Ellen show about Oprah, when I saw her, I had taken myself a check from my own account written for a million dollars. And I said to her, I just feel like I need you to believe this with me because you know what this is about. You know what it's like, you know, the desire, you know, it's not about the money but that it's about a, it is about bringing all of your action into alignment with like am i am i working toward this goal am i am i am are the choices that i'm making on a daily basis contributing to this goal becoming reality or making it more difficult right cuz that's ultimately what uh, uh accomplishment is it's like are your efforts contributing to making this thing happen or are they actually making it more difficult for that thing, yes. right? To be on the way to you. And so I was like, Oprah, actually, that's a lie. I said, Miss Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I need I need you to believe this with me. And she w- got so excited. She was like, oh, oh, okay. I love this. I love this. Scott, I love this. This oh, is damn. what you have to do, though. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. And I'm going to tell you this because as a person who has um, made a few million in my life. And I'm meanwhile, I'm looking at her like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, in order for you to take home a million, you have to make a million. I believe the number was 325, right? You have to make over a million in order to take uh, home a million. Okay. So she was like, keep this check, put that in your pocket. But when you get home, rewrite the check for this amount. So that when you go to cash it, uncle Sam gets his share. And you get your million. I was like, only a billionaire can give you that kind of advice. <laughs> Thinking so practically, but also believing. So true. Damn it. I never even thought about this part. Um, hmm. Also believing it so hard, so wholeheartedly for you that the advice to you was so practical. It was so pragmatic. It wasn't like, oh, well, you got to put this somewhere. You're going to see it every day or, oh, I can't wait for you to accomplish that. But like, no, here's how grand granular you need to be about this thing. And I already see it for you, but you need to, you can refine this, this goal, this achievement with mm. more specificity so that you can aim at the right target. Dude. And there's something about that kind of, um, foresight, that kind of real belief that you're going to accomplish this thing that made me emotional right now, man. Like, it's like, she asked me every time I see her, she would, she would be like, how are we all doing on that jet? <laughs> you know, you would hear her coming around the corner and she'd be like, Scott, 
Dude, it's a connection. Not only does she give you clarity, because clarity creates focus and power and confidence, right? right? Now you knew exactly. And mm-hmm. that connection to Oprah because of that was insane, dude. That's Bruh. that's beautiful. How did you get invited to brunch in the first place? You know, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. And there were a ton of people there, right? It was for one of the the she was promoting, she was she was sharing with the world her um uh Wisdom of Sundays book where it was kind of like a compilation of like the the biggest lessons, the the key takeaways, the super digestible but also super life-changing um, moments in conversation that she had had on her property, uh, for super soul Sunday. And so she had this gospel brunch, you know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. it was the same place that TD Jakes put his hand on my shoulder and was like, you going somewhere, brother, you going somewhere. And I Ooh. said, what you mean? He said, I don't know where you're going, but it's somewhere good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, and se- several more experiences like that, but it was an affirming experience for me, uh, you know, having worked with her, and would you know go on to 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 um uh interview her several times interact with her several times for our show um i was just so happy to be in the place man i didn't care how she got the 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 address <laughs> <That's good. laughs> i love that yeah. so tell me tell me about the progression of you so you go to this meeting right mm-hmm. you tell her hey look i've i've got a check to you inspired me mm-hmm. right what happens after that to you how do you get to to be on a network that she runs, that she created mm-hmm. yeah. and do the, like that version of the tonight show. Right. Yeah. How does that happen? It was, it was, you know, interesting to get a call from Oprah Winfrey's office saying, we have put you in front of Oprah and she likes what you do. She has known what you what you've been doing on access Hollywood and would like to bring you in for this first of its kind show on the network, would you be interested? And I was like, almost offended. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be interested? Right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, So I, I, I called Rob Silverstein, who was, who was the EP of access Hollywood at the time. And I was like, man, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't ask for a lot of stuff. I need to be in L at the time I was living in, in, in New Jersey. I, I said to him, I need to be in LA for two months. And I need to, I need to make this happen. He's like, what's up? I was like, Oprah Winfrey. He was like, <laughs> say less. <laughs> um, and yeah, we tested, I tested, uh, ended up host co-hosting the show with a, a very near and dear friend of mine, Stacy Ike, who blew the roof off each episode. Um, she really was the, the, the woman at the helm of the show. And I just did my best to try to help again, keep the energy of the show high. It was, um, a dream like experience because it was a live show. We had an audience and it was the first time anything had happened like that at own. And so it's also not lost on me that I keep getting these gigs where it's like this, we haven't really ever done this before. You know, uh, America's big deal is another one of those shows that has never been done before like this. You know, you've got entrepreneurs who are selling their product live. Um, and, they have an opportunity to connect with um, um, America and America mm-hmm. then gets to decide who they believe is ready for this next level, who they love mm-hmm. enough to support so whole with their wallet, you know, that to then stand in front of this retail panel for a life changing deal you know what i mean on this life-changing hopefully life-changing platform um you know stage and so it's never been done before where people are buying live in this competition that then has this mega mega prize week after week after week after week um it's really cool it's like a continuation of that you know that vibe that energy yeah why do you think that that you're getting these opportunities what about you stands out you know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not entirely sure why they keep coming to me, um, but I know that I value the vote of confidence. I know that I value the, um, the, the understanding that I am capable of not only um, standing in that space 
and helping navigate this space for four individuals and really our audience, you know, every week. Um, but that I'm also going to do my best to make sure that people feel special, that people feel like this moment in their life is unlike anything else that's happened before. Mm. You know, I, I don't take it lightly that, you know, it's a, I'm a, I'm a black dude with, with locks standing on this show, you know, in, in essence, this like <laughs> business true. show, you know what I mean? In front of America. And I'm like, yeah, we belong here. Yes. That's yep, true. Sure do. Let's talk about that feeling that you make people feel. Do you also bring that to to those meetings with executives where you're placed in this opportunity? Because it has to go through those people that can say, you know what? I'm going to put my vote of confidence with Scott because I just I feel something like like T.D. Jake's going, you know what? You're heading you're heading somewhere good, buddy. Uh, (laughs) How is it that you can do that? in person with executives, what what type of conversations are you having? What type of energy, your demeanor, what about that do you think that we can learn as an audience to apply? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Tristan. I think I it is the biggest compliment to me for people who watch any of the my work and then meet me in person <clears throat> that say, you're the exact same as you are on this show. You are the exact same as you are on World of Dance. You know what's so funny? It is, you are the exact same as you are on Access Hollywood. I just love it. Like that is to me, like the, the, it lets me know, it keeps me aligned, right? The, the, my personality doesn't change when when I'm in a boardroom or when I'm on a live stage or when I'm on the elevator or when I'm in a car or on the train or ordering food or talking to my mom. Right. Like the 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 goal is to be so um, cemented in who you are that you don't have to put on an air to be so sure of what you contribute that you and know that what is for you is for you and that you couldn't mess it up if it's actually for you, that you can go in this room and you can be 100% your authentic self. And that if it's the thing that is supposed to be for you, if it's the thing that is actually good for you, it will be right. And that, and to be empowered by that, I think, you know, I, for a while, for a little bit, I tried to do something else. I tried to be what I thought someone else wanted me to be. Tell me about that because I'm assuming you did that because you felt that you could grow in Hollywood more because of Well, it. yeah, I thought I felt like it was the th- it's what you do, right? You give them what they always pick. And so you just give them your version of Ryan Seacrest, right? I give them, you know, oh. I w- in high school I was I was mm. uh people called me because I worked on a television show in, in high school in in Indianapolis. Um uh, and was working all over the city of Indianapolis as an entertainment reporter and like the face of this uh, network, the people were calling me the Black Seacrest. And I did, I dug it. Like it was like, I'm, and and even now, like I'm not offended by that, but like also we're about creating our own space, our own lane. And, you know, instead of being the first Black Seacrest or the next Black Seacrest, the, the next Ryan Seacrest, how about I be the first Scott Evans? Right. Uh, The only Scott Evans. And so but I remember going into auditions and going into uh, chemistry reads and and doing the thing I thought Ryan Seacrest would do, you know, (laughs) changing my voice to um, mimic the way that he introed uh, American Idol. Right. I'll I'll never forget being on a set for um, it was a pilot for uh, Chelsea Handler's production company they wanted to do kind of like a spin-off show when she was leaving Chelsea lately they wanted to do a spin-off show with uh, Ross and they brought me into to camera test and and to, to chemistry read and all that stuff and I did this like and this is American Idol voice thing that is so not me <laughs> right <laughs> and I was like I remember saying I remember doing it that way and I was like actually can I do it one more time and I'll just do it the way I would do it yeah and then I did it the way I would do it. 
And they were like, people were laughing. They were like, that you should definitely do the you thing. Like, we love the you thing. Like, we don't get us wrong. Like, we get why you did that. But like, definitely yeah. do. We brought you in because we want you. Um, and I've that. had experiences that affirm that, you know, even lately. You know, I remember when I was stepping on the stage for America's Big Deal, I was like, okay, it's big. So I got to give them like game show competition, Scott. And so it was like, Welcome to America's Big Deal. <laughs> I'm Scott Evans, your host. And tonight is going to be a night like no other. I remember going on stage and doing Dude. that. And being like, and like, as I was doing it, I was like, this is the dumbest choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. This is uh, the dumbest choice. But also, like, it's another level. It's another, it's another angle. Like, try it. Let's see. And then, yeah. again, I would say... Let me try one more time and just, let me just do what I would norm, what I would do. Yeah, and of course that's the the take, the take they took. Of course, man. Yeah how how hard is it to get opportunities in in the entertainment world? I know a lot of people wonder because you've been doing it from such a young age, right? Yeah, yeah. So how how difficult is it to to get opportunities and then continue in the world you're in? You know, it's that's a hard question to answer. How how difficult is it to get gigs? How difficult is it to to get get opportunity? You know, I believe that everything is relationship, that everything is re- and relational, right? And and what is difficult to me may not be difficult to someone else. What is difficult to someone else may not be difficult to me. Um, what I will say is that I have made it. Um, a point to be the hardest working person in the room. What does that look like for you? What do you mean by hardest working? Like I am willing, I'm willing to come in early. I'm willing to stay late. I don't complain. Um, and that's not to say that I'm a, like I'm, I'm a pushover or will allow people to um, take advantage of me in some sort of way. But one of the things that my sister said to me, my sister, Stacey Pates, who's like really responsible for, I think, exposing me to this industry and to this um, world of entertainment and and production. In the third grade, I made the decision that this is what I wanted to do. But she said to me very early on, be easy to work with. And at first I thought that meant like, do whatever anybody asks you, whenever they ask you to do it, however they ask you to do it. And what I would come to learn is that it meant being the one that no one had to worry about. Right. So you show up, you're on time. People know where you are. People know that you're ready. You show up ready to work. You've done your research. You've practiced. You are prepared. Right. And because you are prepared and you're practiced and no one has to worry about you, you can also ask for what you need. You can also make sure that what you need is available to you. Um, it's true. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, the thing opportunities have found me because you know, people know that like they can count on me um, and that like I'm going that. to, again, do my very best in every circumstance or scenario to lift the situation, um, not to bring it down. Dude, I, I would imagine and like like any other business approaching it with with the attitude that you just described will open up a lot more opportunities as you people will remember you and be like, you know what? It, it was that. That really nice guy, it's just no problems, easygoing, great energy, right? I yeah. think that that goes a long, long way, Scott. I love that. All right, question about interviews. You okay. get to interview some of the most awesome people out there. Yeah. Besides, besides Oprah. And not so awesome. And not so and, awesome. And not and not so awesome. But we don't want to talk about the not so awesome ones. But fortunately, I get to I get to I get to interview people when they're at their best. You know what I mean? When they're experiencing some sort of like uh um exciting um thing in their life, right? There's some sort of there's a moment, there's a premiere or something. Um, a project they're working on, they're really excited about. So I, mm-hmm. I get to, ex- I also do get to, I'm aware that I get to experience people when they are usually at their best. So with that, besides mm-hmm. Oprah, which yeah. one would you say one or two mm-hmm. have been your favorite interviews? You know, it's like picking a kid. It's super easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 
I would say, you know, the one that surprised me the most uh, was Sandra Bullock. Um, pretty early in my career, pretty early in my time with Access Hollywood, I got a, a chance to sit down with her and um, I was told no personal questions. I was told, keep it to the movie. Um, you got seven minutes or maybe it was even maybe five or six minutes. Uh, oh, wow. And we had never met before. Okay. And so it was my first kind of interaction with her. We, before I knew it, we were talking about um, her coloring her her son's Legos brown because she had adopted this young black boy and wanted to make sure that his toys um, reflected his own experience, that he could see himself, that he didn't feel other mm. from even the things that he was playing with. And I so... Because I think the question to her was, you know, I think she was starring in a, in a film with Anthony Mackie. And I thought, how cool is it that your co-star is an action figure for the Avengers, right? This black dude is an action figure that people can go by, in particular, that kids can play with and not feel like when they see a black person in person that that's some strange, foreign, potentially, thing. And she talked about picking up you know, uh, a marker to make sure that her son could see in his own toys. And we hugged like for, for real, like she got emotional. I got emotional. Um, and every time I've seen her after that, like she's, if, even if she's like, if it's a, a carpet, she's not stopping to talk to anybody. She will make a point to come and say hello. Um, and it's just, it's just, a, it was an experience I, I was not necessarily expecting. She is one of the kindest people, but I wasn't expecting it to be, I think we talked for like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Dude. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. How do you connect with people at that level? Because what I'm, ta I'm talking to you right now, you, you exude a lot of authenticity and, and sincerity and, and that mm -hmm. I think think th that's my answer to my own question about you okay so i think that allows people to feel comfortable with you but but what do you think it is man i think i have seen a lot and i wear and have experienced a lot in my life right the you know growing up with a, a, a mom that was a single parent uh for the majority of my life um uh, having to grow up kind of quickly in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. um, uh, having moved a lot, lived all over this country. Um, you know, there, it traveled a lot. I've, I, and I wear all of those experiences on my sleeve. Like I'm not, you, what you see from me is what you get. I'm not this kind of like duck that keeps it cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm -hmm. under the water is like freaking out. Like if I'm freaking out, we freaking out. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's good. Like I'm freaking out, we freaking out. Um, but I think that the the again, it kind of goes back to that. Like you like you said, you know, I show up to a moment, um, my whole self, and as present as I possibly can. I'm not, I'm not the guy who with friends is staring at their phone, which for some other friends is frustrating because, you know, it can be difficult to reach me sometimes uh, because I want to be in the moment. I want to be yeah. um, dialed in and I want to make sure that like our experience is as rich as an experience as we can have. And you can't do that if you are dedicating while we're in this experience um, uh, energy to everybody else at the same time. And so I think Makes that sense. people feel the interruption of that when in, inter in, in, when in interviews with me. Um, but I also, in, uh, the kind of person that interrupts energy in the room, like I come in hot. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> everybody knows you're in. Yeah. Like I, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a, Hey, how is everybody doing? You know what I mean? And, 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 uh, um, it's about, you know, shifting, the space in a way that is also conducive to a, an intimate conversation, you know, it, and, and I know that sometimes it's not the easiest thing when someone is there to sell a coffee machine. Yeah. And I want to talk about some life choices. You know, I want to talk about some, some real stuff. It can be jarring sometimes, but I think now more than ever, people want to have 
those conversations. And I think more than ever, people want to see and hear those conversations. So that's true, man. That's yeah. very true. I, I love your response. So I, I would assume. And that also, you, I, I know that I can talk a lot. So if, if, if at any point you're like, I, I got it, I got it. No, that's <laughs> good. Dude, I, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay, sweet. sweet. Uh, this, is, this is you answering all these questions. So that's what it's about right now. I'll take it. I, I think that, well, I would assume, Scott, that people that work with you at different levels, mm-hmm. you hear them say things like, wow, we work so well together. That, yo, you and I have this great chemistry. Mm-hmm. But if they were to work with other people, you'd find that the chemistry isn't there. Is that true? You know, I don't know. I don't know that I am, I am, uh, for for other people the like bar that they measure and ease to work with but again it is a, a focus of mine it is a it is a point of mine um in practice and in doing to be easy to work with um and to be a joy to work with like we spend in our industry large amounts of time together. And I don't want to be the reason why somebody doesn't want to come to work or why their experience at work is less than um, uh, enjoyable, right? Certainly don't want to be the, the, the cloud over anybody's experience, but also want to be the like, the part that like, if you are low, if you are down, if you, if you did come in here and it wasn't the greatest day that like, I'm also contributing to it being maybe a little bit better. So, um, I think people respond to that because they also know that from me, that's a sincere, um, uh, effort. And that, that goes for the person I'm co-hosting the show. So like Joy Mangano, who created America's Big Deal, mm-hmm. that is my effort with her, as well as it is my effort with uh, um, Nadidra, who's our, my PA for the show, right? Like I, I want to make everybody's experience. My hope, my desire is that everybody's experience is a little bit better, you know, for the, the sake of working with me, certainly though, not worse. Um, so, you know, that's the, that is the, the goal. So when people acknowledge that, when people feel that, um, mm-hmm. It's only an affirmation or confirmation that, that that's, you know, we're job well done. <laughs> Interesting. Do you, do you have a set of affirmations that you do with morning routine, evening routine, anything like that to get into I state? meditate every day. I meditate every day. It was a game changer for me. Uh, and I do have kind of a mantra. It is a, um, uh, a Hawaiian kind of, uh, I believe it is a Hawaiian practice or it was centered in kind of a Hawaiian theology or practice of spirituality, uh, Ho'oponopono. And um, the the idea is that you are, the, the phrase is kind of cleaning your mental space. You are cleaning your thought because the, the things you think become real, the things you think about materialize. And so you keep them as open and as pure and as, um, aligned as possible. And so I'm constantly saying, so it's, it's even on my phone that you can see of oh, the recording is on it, but, um, the, it, the, the phrase is the cleaning phrase is I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Some people switch the, um, please forgive me. And the thank you, um, or the, I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Please forgive me. Or some people, you know, will, 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 uh, customize it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I go with, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Um, what's the, what's the phrase? It's Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is the phrase in um, ho, uh, Hawaiian, I guess a native language. Um, but it just interrupts whatever part of my language you might be going through or thinking about or experiencing in your day, whatever the negativity or mm-hmm. the person cut you off on the freeway or they got your coffee order wrong or your mom called you for the 14th time to talk about something you've already said you don't want to talk about or your partner 
uh, um, is uh, being neglectful or forgot about a major accomplishment or your kids are being annoying. It interrupts all of that mm-hmm. with this aligning kind of thought process of I love you. I love you. The person that I'm talking to, the person, this human that I'm interacting with mm-hmm. that I know or don't know, I love you because you are human. Because we are here in this experience together. And I really don't have any reason necessarily to hate you. So I'm going to choose to love you. I love you. I'm sorry if I have contributed in the ways that I have contributed to, because responsibility is key. If kind of skirts you around responsibility. Um, but I am sorry for my contributions to whatever has caused us this friction or this sticky point. Um, please forgive me because... It's one thing to say, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's another thing to say, I want your forgiveness. I want to um, change now our interaction. Um, And then gratitude, because gratitude, thank you, I think, cuts through all of the noise. Anything that I love you can't cut through. I think I love you or I'm sorry, anything that I love you can't cut through. Thank you certainly does. And so this is a phrase that I'm pretty consistently chanting to myself when in elevators or before a show or before an interview or in moments I feel like I'm maybe I'm nervous or Mm. apprehensive. Um, This is something that I kind of come back to because it is clearing all of the, the, that, that negative self-talk. It Mm -hmm. interrupts all of that. You don't belong here. Why did you think that this show would be something that was successful? You know they only picked you because they needed a black person. Uh, um, uh, You know that this is it's on cable. Who's going to see it? Who's going to watch it? Who's going to support you? Um, uh, If if you fail live, you'll confirm everything uh, people always said about you. Right. All of this like trash talk you give yourself. It interrupts all of that. Um, and 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 presents the things that you really do believe and that you really do know uh, and empowers you to step forward in a way. Dude, that's where did you first hear that or where, where were you first introduced to that and then accepted it? Yeah. So I was actually pr- introduced to uh, Ho'oponopono um, by a, a dear, dear, dear friend. Um, actually. I was actually introduced to it by a friend of mine in in um, New York, and then it confirmed uh, in friendships and 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 connections in Los Angeles. And so it was something that was introduced to me years, years, and years ago. And I was like, "That sounds crazy!" Just walking around <laughs> chanting, walking around chanting, "I love you." I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. People gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, but that's okay. But it, you fit right into LA. You know, and and if people think you're crazy because you're saying I love you, I I love you, please forgive me and thank you. And I'm sorry if that is what people think is crazy, then be crazy. Be crazy because it's better to be that than, you know, some of the other things. Um, And so the even the way that it came back to me in my life was so kind of affirming that it was like, oh, so this is, I wasn't ready when I heard it the first time. And now here we go, let's do this. And it is a game changer. I highly recommend um, anyone who is curious to look up Ho'oponopono, um, in particular, uh, the practices of cleaning, you know, your thought processes. And the, what the other really cool thing about it, Tristan, is that like the effort, the idea of behind this cleaning, right, is that if you, when you do it, you raise, in essence, the frequency of everyone, of all humans, of all experience, right? Of all living things. And that yeah. as more and more people are doing this thing, we are getting better and better. And it can be difficult to believe that or to, to think that or to have read that and then see what feels like sometimes in the news, our world getting worse and worse and worse. But you also have to know that like what you see in those instances aren't necessarily the only truths. Um, and that, again, what you can control is yourself. And that if you are contributing to this place being better, then this place is getting better. Dude, that's that's almost stoic in the same way. It's so cool. I, I, I appreciate love that. that, man. Yeah, it's that pretty. Is... it's game changer. I recommend it. 
I just wrote it all out as you were talking, and I'm, I, mm-hmm. I highlighted it. And I'm like, dude, that's that's legit right there. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. I love that. All right, question about the show, because the show yeah. is, is doing great. I love it. I, I did some research. I already went <laughs> see. I love your energy, dude. It is really good. It's a fun show. Very fun different. Show. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the preparation involved, because that looks like <laughs> you're probably working all day to do this. The preparation. It's like the preparation of being shot out of the cannon. <laughs> you know? like however, however much you can prepare for that is the same situation in the show. It's funny because, you know, I was I was introduced to Joy Mangano, the woman behind the show years ago, as I entered as I interviewed her for um, Joy, the movie about her life, the, the mm-hmm. movie that um, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence would win a Golden Globe for and be nominated for an Oscar. Right. Playing Joy Mangano. And I remember in that, during that interview, like just having the best time with her, like just the best kind of back and forth. And so when I saw her again for the the meeting about the show, I reminded her of like just how crazy, how interesting, how cool it is to be all these years later now working together in this capacity. Um, And then we played the interview on, on our show, um, and the vibe is exactly the same. Like we, it's like we never skipped a beat, right? That's um, cool. But it's a crazy, crazy ride. It's an intense ride, you know, to be taking these four entrepreneurs every week uh, and giving them access to sell their product, to to lift their dream to new heights in ways they never have been able to before, maybe never would otherwise, is a really cool thing. And so, you know, the, to be able to, stand on that stage and help them navigate that space um, to make them feel comfortable in that space and to empower them to give it everything they've got in that space uh, has been a blessing to me. So the way, the best way. I love the take on it, by the way, just mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you. I, just, I love no, it. No. Dude. It's so much fun. And we've, and we've never seen anything like that on TV. Like, of course you've seen uh, some of the other entrepreneur shows and, and shows that like want to stake in the company. They want to invest, but they want, you know, a certain percentage of their company. And, and you may see those products come to market. You may never see those markets, those, those products come to market. This is a show where immediately you, if you love it, you can buy it. And you don't have to just buy one. You could buy all of them. You could buy one. You could buy multiple of one, but that your purchase directly affects the outcome of the show. Like it's happening in real time. Which one of the latest ones have you been like, oh man, I need to go buy that right now. Okay. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you. It's so funny. It was easy. It was easy. So, um, Minky Blue, the, the, the backpack from episode one, okay. I bought, my mom bought, like we were like on, oh, it, you know, living, especially spending any time in New York, you know how, how important a bag is and like yep. the, making it easy to find things in the bag. And this, um, this, this black woman was in the, the mind behind this, this creation, right? This who re-engineered the backpack. Are you kidding me? Uh, so that was, it. that was a no brainer. Um, also the spider grip, on that on that episode also was really cool it was a grip for your phone it was like a the the man david brought out wrestlers who wrestled in a ring while holding their phone and didn't drop it i was like if that don't sell a, a phone case i don't know what would right <laughs> That's like so I, true, I, man. honestly i don't know what would and then um the the uh mr big from the first episode the the a long barrel curling iron. While I don't curl my hair, I just thought her sales pitch was fantastic. You know what I mean? The, the fact that she said, because women, one of the things that she, the way that she ended her pitch was like, women, we know something men don't. Size does matter. And I was like, <laughs> Dude, I thought, okay, well, That's there you go. There you go. There's that. That's funny. Right? Um, and then uh, uh, the dental wipes from the first episode, like all four products, right? The the dog wipes to keep it, make it easy for you to clean your dog's teeth. When he said, imagine not brushing your teeth every day for a year. 
like how nasty your mouth would be. That's what your dog is going through. And I was like, yeah. dang, let me go ahead and buy these wipes. <laughs> let me go ahead and buy these wipes. And so to be on the other side of that first episode and to know while there was only one winner of the show, one person who was able to get America's big deal from Macy's this particular episode um, for Sheryl Mosey, there were all four entrepreneurs sold out. All four. You know what I mean? Dude. They are now a, a, a part of this um, uh, national platform, right? And it, t- it took all of their businesses to the wow. next level. And so, yeah, man, I'm excited about that. Like that's a, that's, that is a thing that like genuinely uh, I go to work excited. That's really cool. Well, I was taking a look at the minky blue bags now. So I'm telling uh, you. I just texted that to my wife. So, <laughs> so those when, are good. When one shows up to your house, don't be mad and don't try to take it. <laughs> don't try but to I take mean, it. You get you one. You get you dude, one. Yeah, oh, just get you funny. two. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, look, Scott, I love your energy, man, and, and your kindness, that, by the way. It, it's just, it comes through the screen. And I, I appreciate you for being who you are and, and leading the way that you do in in a place that you don't often find the type of people that that you that you are. So thank you for being you, man. That's an amazing example. I appreciate that, man. It is it is um it is not lost on me that these experiences, many of these experiences being on the other side of of this right uh, uh, interaction, being the interviewed this way, um, how important it is for people to understand what it means to show up and what it means to, to create a space where someone can be um, and share um, uh, as much as they possibly can in hopes to, to be an encouraging um, experience to someone else. So I want to say thank you for being the kind of guy and creating the kind of content that encourages people um, not only to share themselves um, but to look at their life in a way that empowers people, right? Uh, and that really pushes them to use their own experiences as motivation, um, not as that self-talk to like discourage themselves. So oh, thank you for creating true. the space, brother. Well, bro, same to you, man. Just keep on being you because I-, I love the energy you bring. So thank you. Well, baby, we out here. We out here. It's winning to be done. I appreciate you, man. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.